This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free. 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And we are back with another episode of Lauer After Hours. I am the substitute teacher for tonight, Fleming M, the Lauer After Hour, Peter Burns. We are joined tonight with the author of Urban Meyer versus College Football, The Case for College Football's Greatest Coach, and current reporter for WKYC in Cleveland, Ohio, and more importantly, what we consider a Lauer Ranger, Ben Axelrod. Thanks for having me. I I appreciate that. Oh, we appreciate you joining. And so um, I don't know if you know much about us, but we obviously know a lot about you as being addicts of the show. So why don't you give us a little background just on kind of your passion for the show, how you found them, and maybe even the connection with what you do and how that all happened. Yeah, so um, I'm, this is why I'm, I'm excited you guys are having me because I just like, I love to tell this story, but don't really have, you know, anybody to share the story with. But so, you know, as you read my, my resume there, um, I'm a, a reporter, a, a journalist, whatever. So in 2011, I was a student at Ohio State um, and studying journalism and, and starting to get into covering sports and all of that. And, you know, really got into following people like, like Bill Simmons, like uh, Dan, uh, like Jason Whitlock, I'm embarrassed to say. And um, was just reading and, and listening to a lot of stuff. And at the same time, I was also a diehard Cleveland Cavaliers fan. And like the Cavs, like that was my team, that first LeBron run in Cleveland, that was my like diehard, like I need to see this team win a championship team. So when the decision happened, I was like heartbroken. And 
Um, right. I still followed, you know, Dan's stuff. And I thought the, you know, I, he's such a good writer. I thought, you know, his column always had pers good perspective on it. I remember he was on Bill Simmons podcast and it was really, really good. Um, but um, I was heartbroken. I'm, I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan and, and here he goes to Miami. So when the heat lost in 2011 um, to the, the best year of my life, best year ever. Yeah, uh, I I tuned in to listen to Dan's show the next day, and I had I, I might have listened to the show here or there, but never really listened like religiously. Definitely not enough to get the show. And I tuned in to you know hear Dan eat it about the Heat losing to the Mavericks. It was you know this big embarrassing loss in the NBA Finals, and for the whole first segment, he did nothing but talk Dolphins. He just completely ignored <laughs> the NBA Finals had just happened, and like it was you guys who came up with the question for them to ask in the Lauer, like, when did you get the show? Like, that's when I got the show. Like I pretty quickly got that. And I would listen here and there. And even through the rest of the LeBron heat run, like I hate listened to their show, like every day, like just wanting the heat to, to lose and lose to the Pacers and lose to the bulls and lose to the Celtics. And secretly I was also kind of rooting for them because the more they won, the, the longer I got to listen to Dan and, all of that. So um, basically, I mean, that I'd say that run from like 2011 to 2014, that's when I really, um, you know, really started to get into the show and, and really kind of got the show. No, man. And I'll make you feel better. So around 2008 is actually, I think at that time, Whitlock was with Yahoo. And when I was like addicted to internet chats, I was overseas bored. I actually would kind of go on to all of his articles and I guess that was the the birth of my trolling day. So I'm not I'm not completely going to hold that against you. I'm sure the other four people here are not fond of that opinion, but we'll forgive you for tonight. Uh, but with that, what we'll do is we'll pass the mic around, and we're actually going to start with Steve, who has uh, a few questions for you related to Ohio, and uh, I'll just let him go. Yeah, how you doing, Ben? Good. How are you, Steve? Good, good. So my first question is uh, for we we have, we don't have our resident Duval Jacksonville guy on the call tonight, but uh, how long until Urban Meyer leaves Jacksonville? I'd bet the under. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see how this goes. Um, like Frank said, I, I wrote a book about Urban Meyer. Like um, I used to be a full-time Ohio State beat writer. Like I covered basically the entire Urban Meyer era in, in person. And so um, I don't know. I just never saw him making the jump to the pros. But, um, you know, it was such a weird NFL coaching cycle that I also think like you could argue this is probably – the second best hire behind, you know, the Jets hiring Sala. So it, I'm, I'm really, really interested to see how it goes. And I think, you know, Jacksonville's obviously set up pretty well with having the number one pick and, and all the other assets they have. And uh, does Baker have the goods, dude? <laughs> I think Baker has the goods. I've, I've been, uh, I've been much more skeptical than Mike about Baker. Um, and, you know, I, I deal with a lot of Browns fans. My primary beat up here is the Browns. And yeah, I, uh, I, I was very skeptical about Baker, but I, I don't think you can really argue with the second half of this season. So, yeah, I, I think Baker has the goods. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. Appreciate that. And I sure hope he does, because my worst take so far, and I'm nobody big, was that he would be the next Drew Brees. And unless he breaks his shoulder and goes so, somewhere else to be a Hall of Famer, I'm missing. So next up, we actually have Kish, who has a couple of career questions for you. Hey, Ben. Um, so I'm a, like pretty much in like the beginning of my career and have been like pretty indecisive about um, where I want to go forward with it. Um, I'm not a journalist or anything, completely different field, but 
I'm actually really curious about um, how people decide and at what moment people decide what they want to do. And I was curious if there was like a like eureka moment for you um, or if it was kind of just a gradual thing or something you knew since you were little. Yeah, for, for me, it was definitely, I think, a gradual thing. I went um, or when I went to college at first, I, I was in a video production and I was big into broadcast or we had a good broadcast and video program at my high school. And so um, that kind of like got me like in the media field, I guess, or the media landscape. And um, I actually, I started at Ohio University then I transferred to Ohio State. And Ohio State doesn't even really have a, or at least when I was there, they didn't even have a video production um, um, program, but um, really I, I was like living in a one bedroom, one bedroom apartment because I transferred mid-year and um, listening to a lot of sports talk radio locally there. And I just called up the radio station and wanted to intern there. And I interned there for a summer. And as a part of it, like I was helping out their reporters go into the locker rooms and interview players and all of that. And so that kind of took me on to, to enrolling in our journalism program at Ohio State. And from there, you know, I, I didn't like know I wanted to be a writer, but as a part of the journalism pro program, you write for the student paper and you know, just I was getting a lot of reps doing that and really, really liked it and making connections. And that's like where the first job offer came. And that's, I mean, at that point, that's what I wanted to do. And, and that's what I'm still doing here uh, to a degree for WKYC. So for me, it was just kind of about getting the reps, getting those experiences. Um, and I think, you know, what, you know, what, what are you looking to do? Like, what, I guess, what field do you want to do? Um, I've been kind of going back and forth. Uh... I was kind of, I'm interested, I'm in the like medical field right now, um, kind of interested in data science and obviously I love sports. So, you know, there's a couple of different avenues I could uh, pursue with that. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I, I think just as much hands-on experience that with, with any of those fields like that will just kind of give you those experiences to, to, you know, do the reps and, and to know what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, it's definitely getting more and more clear, uh, kind of the more experience I do get. Yeah, so I understand that. Well, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to do a follow up. And I, I assume you have some time with us. We're only six minutes in. So but this is actually for kids. Kids is the only person here young enough to still have like goals and dreams to pursue as the rest <laughs> of us do 20 men podcast as old men, right? So with that, do you want to kind of explain the grind of getting into the entry level? Because this is kind of one of those careers where the first five, six years, at least from what I hear, um, it's it's not necessarily the medical field first five or six years. So do you kind of want to talk about that grind? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting. And that's, you know, I think a lot of people just wind up um, and, and I don't begrudge them at all. I, I don't think less of them. So in some cases, I think a lot more of them because, um, you know, they, they kind of, they kind of see it's such a, it's such an uphill battle in terms of those early, you know, entry level jobs do not pay a lot of money. Um, my first job was I was covering Ohio State for um, the rivals.com affiliate and, and that job didn't pay very well. And, um, you know, you kind of bounce around to all these, um, you know, entry level jobs. And the, the nice part is though, you're on a big time beat, um, a big time Ohio State beat there. And, um, then, you know, you just have, kind of have to hope for a break. And, and I'd say my break in terms of moving up a little was Bleacher Report started changing the way they were covering uh, college football. And, and they hired me as their Ohio State writer. And then I got promoted to Big Ten writer. Then 
Land of Ten, um, which was a Cox Media website, they kind of they were kind of doing what the Athletic was doing um, around the time the Athletic was starting too, but but they just didn't hold on very long in terms of that model. And um, so I started to get some better jobs, and then an opening came at WKYC and uh, up here in Cleveland, they recruited me. So. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where every path is just so different in the field. And, um, for a lot of people, it, it can become pretty stagnant. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a grind and, um, it's, uh, a lot of people wind up, you know, just kind of changing directions. And, um, I, I don't begrudge them at all for that. Cause I, I can fully understand that. Okay. No, they're quitters, but it's okay. They're quitters. <laughs> no. Uh, and Bleacher Report, infamously known as the site that was sor- the source cited by Stugat that Dan said that's not a credible source, <laughs> and then turned into Bleacher Report. So happy Dan was loud wrong day. All right. <laughs> so moving on, and we're going to get to the show because we really want to talk this show with you more than anything. But you have another interest that seems to intrigue two to three people here. I don't want to pretend to be, so you're going to see me take a huge back seat here, but wrestling. So with wrestling, we'll start off with the the softballs over to Ant, and then we'll kind of let uh, Beep and anybody else who has questions. And uh, if not, I'll jump in with some random questions that will probably annoy you as a wrestling fan. <laughs> hey, Ben, it's Anthony. Thanks for joining us. Um, so this actually question comes from Jeanette, one of our other members who couldn't join us tonight. She just really wants to ask the basic of who's your favorite wrestler. Who is my favorite wrestler? Um, I think if you were to say active, I'd have to go Roman Reigns, Um, mostly because I was one of those people who always stuck by him when he was getting, you know, booed like crazy at WrestleManias. And I was always defending WWE for pushing him and making arguments that, you know, they don't need to turn him heel because he already is the biggest heel and, you know, getting in fights with Barks at WrestleMania because they were booing him and, and ruining the main event for me. And now that he is a heel and is like, I think the best thing going in wrestling now, like I can say like, yeah, that's my guy. I always stood by Roman Reigns. So uh, yeah, my favorite active wrestler is, is definitely Roman Reigns. So it's not Demina Kimes look like from AEW, huh? <laughs> no, I saw that though. That's uh, that's pretty incredible. All right. Thanks, Ben. It, yeah, it really is for show fans that are also wrestling fans. Uh, but Beep, I know you're a big wrestling fan. World's so colliding. Over. Yeah. Hey, Ben, what's going on? This is uh, at Beep Count on Twitter. Nice to talk up, to you, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, so I haven't actually watched wrestling in a very, very long time. Most of my wrestling, actually all of it's going to be, you know, 80s and 90s. So what are some of your favorite uh, failed um, I guess bits or or failed gimmicks uh, from other wrestlers like uh, Dr. Isaac Yankum uh, then became uh, Kane. What are some of your favorite uh, you know failed gimmicks? So um, basically since this pandemic started and I've been working from home. So going back to when I covered Ohio State back in Columbus, I worked from home and so I could just have go through old pay per views and say like I'm going to watch every Royal Rumble in a row or I'm going to watch every WrestleMania. So when the pandemic started, I started going through old WCW nitros and just rewatching all of WW or all of WCW from the start of the nitro era. And right now I'm getting to like early 2000, which is like the wheels have totally come off of WCW. But one thing I was thinking about around this time was there was a faction. Oh, I can't even remember their name. Um, but it was it was an army gimmick 
Let me look oh, yeah. it up. I remember the two brothers. Um, it was uh, Booker T turned into GI Bro. Yeah. Um, and they all had puns. What was their name? What was that gimmick? Oh man, I'm so. It's all right. We'll help you out here. Well, uh, I love how everybody else just stares at you as if we're not on laptops <laughs> and you're on your phone. So we'll help you out here. We won't edit this out, but we'll help you out. <laughs> what was this? Oh. Um, but so everybody, once I find it, everybody's pun, everybody's name in it was like a pun. And so, um, oh, what was it? There was there was a, a woman. Her name was Major Guns, and she was a, uh, a she, she lived up to her nickname. Um, <laughs> you can't say that anymore. Yeah. This isn't degeneration. Are you talking degeneration X? No, it was oh. it, it was this obscure WCW. Uh, oh, WCW. Uh, Misfits in Action. Was was it Misfits in Action? Wow, so Google. That's what Google says. Okay, it might have been Misfits in Action. Yeah, it was Misfits in Action. Okay, there we go. Cool. Um, so yeah, let, let me see some of the members here. There was General Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> wow. Ma- Major Stash, who uh, was Van Hammer, who was like a stoner. Uh, Lieutenant Loco, Sergeant Awal, and Ca- Corporal Cajun and GI Bro. So um, that's just I'm just that's where I am in my WCW rewatch. So um, yeah, I'm I'm glad I uh, I'm glad I laid out there for huge erection. <laughs> huge erection <laughs> and second probably not existing today is the Latin pun that I missed, but both sound like they probably are not existing wrestlers in 2021. No, I, I don't think so. I hope not. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. So I guess let's do a sales pitch in, uh, about wrestling because I think you, Beep, and a few other people that aren't on here tonight, unfortunately, we apologize for the last-minute booking, aren't probably huge in wrestling. What's your sales pitch to us on why? And again, we're a people that are fans of a show that makes fun of sports, right? So it's not like we're these diehard X's and O's people. Give us your best sales pitch on why we should be watching some form of wrestling. I think for me, um, you know, this is kind of, this is actually something I was excited to talk about, about the show is uh, like covering sports and then getting as into uh, the Levitard show as I have, like I've become very uh, desensitized to sports, I guess. Like I've become very detached from, you know, rooting for my teams and, I don't feel, you know, the the way I was talking about the way I used to live and die with the Cleveland Cavaliers when I was yep. 21 is definitely not the way I invest in the team now as a, a 32 year old. Um, but for me, like pro wrestling is this thing I can just turn on, watch, turn my brain off, but also like follow and, fo- and, and invest in and follow what's going on behind the scenes, follow what's going on on a week to week basis. I'm I'm kind of more into that and like following the business and I am like, like I'm missing Monday Night Raw right now to record this with you guys. And like, that's not that big of a deal for me. Like, it's it's okay for me to miss the show. So I, I just think it's such an interesting business to follow. Um, that that I guess would be my pitch. And also, the product's not that great right now. So I don't have a great uh, I don't have a great on screen pitch for you. No, no worries. I mean, it's kind of a big deal to you. Obviously, you brought it up. So we apologize for taking up your Monday Night Raw time. <laughs> but no, just so one last thing I'll ask just because you mentioned you're 32. And I know we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about the show. Is it uncool when we say favorite wrestler of all time? Because obviously, you were answering, I think, current time unless Roman Reign was all time. 
why does it seem like saying the rock seems like the unpopular opinion even though during his time he seemed or is that like the hipster thing to do where you say nirvana is the best rock band of all time yeah, uh, or do you I, actually I, like the rock i mean i don't know your opinion i mean i like the rock and like so when you asked me who my favorite wrestler was and i started to think who would i say all time like the rock is the first one that came to mind but yeah you want to have like a cooler answer than the rock you want to say like Shawn michaels or chris jericho uh, or that. like some sort of hip you can't say yeah you can't say like my favorite um my favorite basketball players lebron james even though that is my favorite basketball player but like you've got to have like a, a more insidery answer to that is that the elitist of like wrestling fans knowing like oh you probably quit watching wrestling 20 years yeah. ago if that's your answer got it so okay. that, and, which is actually when i quit watching wrestling the first time and then like at the end of college i just like happened to get back into it somehow cool uh fun topic you should do eventually i'm gonna give you work as if you're not professional and i'm on a loser podcast like a top five list of wrestlers people should answer with when asked that question if trying to disguise that they don't watch wrestling i can do that um, i can definitely do that <laughs> Now we have a foreign correspondent, the one, the only, the Lauer famous Morgan from Australia. Welcome, Morgie. Hi, Ben. Um, I think the answer to the last question is Daniel Bryan. And um, yes, yes, yes. Because I'm a nerd. Um, I love it. So, yeah, I, I think it has to be like that indie side. Like, yeah. it's like I was, I was cool before wrestling was ever bad. But anyway. Um, so I stopped. I stopped watching wrestling probably after the pipe bomb. Um, and That's when you stopped, yeah, like after CM Punk left, okay. and like so. I, yeah, I think it was not long after that. So like Roman Reigns and all that had come and that sort of thing. But like I want to get back into it because I enjoyed it. It was my like a secret little nerd thing that I I like to watch every week. Um, but you tell me the product's not good. So I would, was it ever good? You know, um, so it's, I started watching again after the pipe bomb, like that became such like a mainstream thing. And that like kind of like rekindled my passion for wrestling. I think like when wrestling's good, wrestling's good, but you do have to kind of like watch a lot of crap and, you know, wade through a lot of bad stuff to, to get to the good stuff. So um, watching it back now, though, there's definitely some stuff like from the late 90s and early 2000s that hasn't aged particularly well. But like when you're like last night was the Royal Rumble, like when you're watching like a match and like are truly invested in a pro wrestling match, like I think there's like there's very few things better, like from an entertainment perspective. Yeah, like I'll, I'll still today watch the Rumble. Yeah. Like, and I'll still watch WrestleMania, but like I won't watch anything in between, really. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get back into it, I think. Yeah, and that's a, a lot of people. Like, I know Mike kind of follows it that way. Like, he gets into it for the Rumble and goes to WrestleMania. And then, like, you know, I think he comes in for the pay-per-views here and there. Like, that's probably, like, a healthier way to watch it, honestly. Mm, okay, cool. Does Daniel Bryan look like he plays banjo in a nine-piece bluegrass band? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Killed it. Um, is there anything anyone more? Oh, sorry. Is anyone betting higher above their average than Daniel Bryan? Rey Mysterio Rebell is pretty good. Rebell is pretty good. No, I think Rey Mysterio, which Beep just said, has like more of a cult following. I think he may be like the Lupe Fiasco or whatever artist in different genres that like 
he has like this following that all knows who they are or all knows who he is. I mean, he's, pre- yeah, he's pretty also. mainstream. Yeah, I don't, and I, I don't know enough about, so I imagine there's probably another name that Ben and Morgan seem like they could go back and forth and do like a card for card on higher batting average. I know nothing about wrestling. News oh, that he, she's talking about Daniel Bryan's wife, I think. Mm. Like he outkicked his coverage. Oh, yeah. okay. He's married. Okay. He's married to one of the Bella twins. Oh, she's hot as hell. Oh, I, no, I just love the idea of Ben and Morgan both trying to figure out what Rey Mysterio's wife looked like, as you said. Yeah, like, I, was I, like, I, I have no clue. <laughs> they were just like, uh, I don't. That's funny. Uh, you two got the game, and the rest of us did not. I, mean, I was just going to leave you to it. He's got nice eyes, but I don't know. I haven't seen anything else. <laughs> <laughs> now there's anyone else. I think similar to the show, at least these are all like multi-million dollar athletes. I think most of us similar to the show have all outkicked our coverage well beyond our means. So at least they have the money to back it up. We just tricked people. <laughs> but, um, with that, actually, um, I, I don't see our normal host, Chris Ben. So I do want to ask this because we're talking wives and outkicking coverage. Your wife at your wedding um, had a very interesting bit and Chris will hate me if he hops in later because he was, I know he was busy, but let's just go ahead and get out of the way. How, uh, what was that bit and explain it. Yeah. So we wrote our own vows and of course my wife did like a 10 times better job than I did. Mine weren't bad, but like, she like really, really put thought into it and like went through everything that, that she somehow likes about me and all that. And, she was like going through all these little things. And one of the lines she snuck in was that she loves the way I tell her about something funny Stu got said on the show each day. And so like, I'm sitting up there, like literally in the mar- in the middle of getting married. And I hear Stu got's name get name dropped during my wedding. And I'm like, Oh my God. So, so cool. um, we were watching it. We, we were watching back our wedding video thing. And I think I, I tweeted it out. Like I clipped it out and Stu got's retweeted it. So uh, to get the retweet from Stu, that that was pretty cool. But yeah, that was like one of those surreal moments where it's like I can't believe I'm standing here getting married and my wife's talking about Levitard Joe. Was that before or after you pretended you didn't want to interrupt him and ask him for a picture? That was before. That was about six months before. Okay. So we he like actually to... he brought it up, so he knew he knew who I was from that. He he asked nice. me how my wife was doing and all that. So um okay yeah that was uh that was pretty cool we like to sink into our awkwardness here and uh we had a natural transition into marriage and wives and i completely stole your question our normal host will crisp so i apologize but wives were brought up and it made sense so welcome to the podcast crisp oh thanks thanks Flo. i appreciate it man now make up a question without notice no i'm just kidding. holy crap uh, okay <laughs> no i won't do that to you and actually has a question and i have no clue what this means i'm not even gonna give away keywords because it just threw me all off um so i hope it's not something we edit out but Aunt, you have a question about so ben um i have most of my relatives are from ohio um cleveland area Worcester area uh, up in that neck of the woods and so i was looking at you and some of the stuff you've done i've actually seen you a little bit every so often i'll catch you on the tv when i'm out there but i wanted to ask you about the wizard the winking lizard beer tour that you sort of went after because i thought that was pretty cool it's something i had done not there but something similar so i wanted you to to talk about that what you what you did and, and how it went 
Yeah, they um, there's like a local chain restaurant up here called Winking Lizard. Um, and there's like one in just about every every suburb, but they do this thing called the beer tour where, um, I mean, they have like hundreds of beers and probably like 400, 500 different beers. And you have to drink 150 of them over the course of a year, um, which in theory doesn't sound that hard, but you, you can't do the same beer twice. And it's a lot of, you know, heavier IPAs and craft beers and, and stuff like that. And um, so we, me and she was my, my fiance then, my wife now, um, we lived in downtown Cleveland um, and we lived right across from a winking lizard. So we decided to do it. And we were probably in there like three or four nights a week, just crossing off beers and you get like a sweatshirt and you get coasters and you get a jacket. So it's a big deal when you get to 100, 150 and get your jacket. So uh, that was in 2018 and we haven't done it since we signed up for it last year and then the pandemic started but um yeah that that's something that we always like when people say like when you come to cleveland like where's one place you have to eat and we always say winking lizard which is like kind of just a funny answer because like no one would say winking lizard like it's literally just like you know your local hamburger chicken fingers place that you you could probably find in most cities but we like it and, and i'm a pretty picky eater so it's uh it's good for us Cool. I've actually never been, but uh, I'm looking forward to it because uh, yeah, I, I was it like, out. oh, this is very cool. Because when I went to college, there was a place that did something similar where they had like a buck, buck 50, buck 75 beers on tap. And there were levels. If you drink 50, if you drank 100, you'd get your name on a wall on a plaque. And so I was mm -hmm. when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I just thought it was something interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, but when Aunt, when you went to college, a buck fifty seems like it's like seven dollars nowadays. No, I meant or... I meant one hundred fifty beers. But you're right. I probably oh, was okay. I, I, I'm okay. the oldest man on this podcast, so you're right. I was. Uh, uh, I got it. It's I, I was. I was still paying in coins back then. <laughs> <laughs> in the pocketbook where it hurts. Understood. So, uh, with that, Kish has a random question that I love to ask, and I think I don't know. Have you listened? I'll put you on the spot. Have you listened to many or any of our pods with? interviews i haven't no okay perfect this is perfect because there's two I, general I questions lie, I, a little bit of stugats and all of us no it's okay a ask us to join us and then have never listened to us we appreciate <laughs> no uh, I, when you I asked us to when you guys were on the lower though i i did like those were some of my my favorite lowers oh that was really just like steve and morgan from australia the yeah, rest of us mostly were, morgan yeah. but yeah he doesn't remember Steve. I love it. Happy that makes me. So uh, with that said, I'm going to let Kiz ask you his favorite, I think, mammal question that somebody thought was a bird. So... They're birds. They're birds. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of birds, uh, would you ever eat a penguin? And if so, how would you prepare it? No, I, I told you I'm a picky eater. Like, I don't... I. There's a lot like less exotic animals than penguins I, I wouldn't eat. So I can't imagine any scenario where I, I would be eating a penguin as well. Wait, what are some of these like less exotic animals that you wouldn't eat? Uh, I probably wouldn't eat duck. Is duck less really? exotic? Is that less exotic than penguin? Definitely, definitely. Okay. I feel like they're yeah. also taste yeah. pretty similar. I pretty much like, like I'm pretty much like chicken fingers are bust. Like that's like... <laughs> When I was a kid, my parents used to joke when we'd go on vacation, like that I knew like every chicken finger, like and could rate them in Hilton Head, South Carolina. So like or Fort Lauderdale. So um like I'm I'm like a really picky eater. Yeah, I was like that with mac and cheese growing up. So I get that. 
<laughs> Love a good Kiz fun fact in the middle of something. Kiz, you should go into radio. I think you have an incredible voice. It's just deep. That's that's the only thing yeah. going for me. He's so boring. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. I was like, the problem is you haven't seen his personality on a consistent basis. Yeah. So, but thank you for making TV. Thank you for highlighting how annoying my voice is. So, we'll, <laughs> uh, I, I, I can relate. I have the like nasaliest drone like of all time. Yeah, I, I've been told. Not I that sound, you do. No, look, I've been told <laughs> I sound like Patrick Mahomes doing a fake Eminem. So it's okay. We'll survive. But Ant has the other animal question for you. All right. So this goes out for our, our boy, uh, Mike Ryan fan account. If you were to put together a team of mascots to face five velociraptors in a game of basketball, who would you choose or what would you choose? Uh, so five just mascots? Mascots. Wait, one one mascot. There'd be five of them. Yeah, to sorry. Five Which of mascot? Okay, five of them could yeah, take yeah. on five Velociraptors in a game of basketball. Can I just choose the Toronto Raptors mascot? You can. You can if, if you like. That's a lazy time. answer, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. You, know, you are. Way to go. I would so. choose the Raptors mascot. Way to go for the tie. Some of us yeah. are willing to go for a W, but <laughs> do what you got to do, Ben. After uh, the week I'm having on a on a Robin Hood here, I would go for a tie. Uh, <laughs> I would gladly take a tie if you're offering it. Oh, hold on. Are you part of the Diamond Hands movement or are you part of the other side that's being impacted negatively by the Diamond Hands movement? Oh, I've got I've got diamond strong hands to a fault right now. So um, all right. And staying strong. So you are Mike Ryan's brother, the Browns and uh, Diamond. <laughs> exactly. Now have you met Mike Ryan? So I haven't, um, but he did. FaceTime me after the Browns made the playoffs and after the Browns won their playoff game. Um, he FaceTimed me and my wife out of the blue, which was uh, cool, but also hectic because I was working, but I appreciated it. And he made it seem like our special thing, but he said something on the show that made me think maybe he was FaceTiming with other fans. I didn't get territor <laughs> territorial about it. But, yeah. Um, no, he, I haven't met him in person. But he's probably the person I communicate with most frequently on the show. Um, I think Stu's the only person I've actually met in person, which was uh, Super Bowl week last year. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Mike absolutely was uh, FaceTiming a lot of people that day. But I love the idea <laughs> that Mike Ryan is so much Dan's prodigy that he awkwardly FaceTimes people also. Like he adapted Dan's <laughs> thing. Just awkwardly FaceTiming people at weird moments. Uh, so, Crisp, are you there? Is your face a suggestion? All right, let's throw it to our normal host, Chris, and you can hear how good this podcast should have sounded. Uh, it sounds like you're doing a hell of a job, Flem. And uh, Ben, I apologize for, for being late. Uh, I got called, uh, had, had some other work to, to take care of on the, at the last second. But um, so, I, well, I was just about to ask you about your diamond hands and then the conversation rolled into it. I was trolling your uh, Twitter account and, and following along that you seem, seem to, uh, I, I don't know all the stock terms exactly, uh, your position is heavily long something. I don't know. What, what do you, what, what's, what's your involvement? Are you, are you a recent investor into this whole thing or, uh, is this something that you do regularly? 
Oh yeah, this is like a total like just jumping on the bandwagon over the course of the last week. Um, I don't. I think other time I had invested was I think I made fifty dollars on WWE stock going up in two thousand eighteen because I knew they were about to sign a new TV rights deal and UFC had just gotten a lot of money and so I figured WWE is going to get even more money. They did WWE like went up to like a hundred dollars a share um, and then it plummeted back down but I made like $50 on that I don't think I had invested a dollar since um, and then it was just one of those things like in my group chats and stuff we're like hey we should get on AMC and so of course we all jump on when it's at its highest of highs and then watch as Robin Hood restricts all our accounts and now we're all just like losing our asses on Dazi coin and Nokia and um, yeah lots of AMC so, but, but I will like, this does make me want to invest like more and invest seriously. Um, but I've pretty much accepted, like, I'm going to lose whatever I just put in on AMC. Right. Right. Do, doing it for the memes, right? Exactly. That's like, <laughs> if not for the memes, like I probably, I'd probably be out the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. I, uh, I have a Robin hood portfolio as well <laughs> due to this whole stupid, stupid last couple of weeks. Um, so I, I did notice you had a tweet about, how this entire movement is going to make for a great Adam McKay uh, movie someday, which I wholeheartedly agree. But that leads me into the characters of Tim Jerns and Shane Bacalata. <laughs> now, be honest with us. Be honest with us. Did you fall for it at the beginning of either one of those characters? So, no, I didn't. Only because... I, um, it was so, the way they set it up was uh, on Shane Bacalata, just as somebody who's been listening to the show for close to 10 years, I like, that's not the kind of thing they do. Like they don't have on right. radio hosts from Scottsdale. So like, I kind of figured something was up and I was really skeptical because I like, I was like, you know, they don't really do like fan fiction usually. And they don't usually, like, I, I'm not sure I like this direction, but by the end of it, like, I was begging for a Shane Bacalata spinoff like that to yeah. me, him and H Harry the horse. Like that's some of my favorite things the show has ever done. Um, it was Tim Jerns. Was that mystery crate only? It no was. Yeah. They start, yeah. Okay. Not, not mystery crate only. I believe that was big Suey originally. I thought okay, it was mystery crate. I think I wouldn't know. Okay. So that you, you guys asked if I listened to you guys, I, pretty much only listen to the show just because I like, I can't find time to listen to anything else. Like, right, right. I, I'm not somebody because I do so much writing during work. I can't like listen and, and write. And like, I have to like be fully, like I usually just put Madden on and play Madden just so I can like be doing something while listening to the show. Um, so I like, haven't honestly gotten that into mystery crate. Um, I'd say South beach sessions is probably the only other spinoff like I listen to pretty regularly, but right, right. Um, I, I wish I had more time. I just like don't have time. I completely understand. I, I have my routine. I have like a, a certain amount of podcast hours in the day and I have my routine of daily podcasts that come out that I try and squeeze in into that time. So anyway, thank you so much for being on with us, Ben. I'm gonna throw it back to Flem. All right, Ben. So uh, one, I hope you have more time. So if you run yeah. out of time, like you could just throw us a cutthroat and we'll just make sure that Kish never talks again because of his beautiful voice. No, but 
so you, I want to be clear here because this is personal to me, and uh, I hate to be this uh, self-indulgent. So, you, did you hear the Jerns shows or no? Because it's a no. No, right? I didn't. I when they when they brought them up on, um, they started talking about them. I think once the show left its uh, on its own, um, that was the first time I had, like heard of it. Got it. You have you just paid back Steve for me being happy that you didn't know who he was earlier because he <laughs> uh, he's anti-Jerns or he's yeah. Okay. You'll get that. You'll get that a bit later as you get to know us more. And no, 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 no. I'm not. I love Jerns. I don't like Frank Torres over here. Fleming M. His uh, Jerns character he played on Twitter for a while. <laughs> yeah. So I took over the first Jerns Twitter handle, and me and Steve, we we're lovers now, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> but you mentioned that now you listen to the show, so I'll. I kind of want to get so uh, get show adjacent here and let everybody just kind of go rogue and ask questions as they will. So. With the show, did you listen before on podcast or live? I have been pretty much podcast only since I'd say around 2017. Like that's when I started working in an office. So like I didn't just have any means to listen live or watch the show on TV. Um, and back then it was nice because I think Mike was still like, they were still getting the music into the podcast and um, the, they still had the rejoins. Uh, before they took them away um so like you were kind of getting the full show experience in podcast form once um it, it was a bummer once they they had to take out the music um so i always would like watch live when i could or listen live when i could but uh there were just so few opportunities so um yeah I, i've typically been podcast only okay and regardless of what everybody thinks i'm not going to ask the music song i want to ask so what are your thoughts on the changes and then i'll let somebody else take over which cha which changes I don't know if you've heard this or not, but the show left ESPN and they've become a podcast only. What was this in the news? <laughs> uh, yeah, some some person who apparently has a lot of time on their hands wrote a lot of articles about it. Huh. I uh, I missed Outkick today, so I'll have to. Um... Boom! Thank you no, for that. Um, so what do I? I don't know. I guess I feel like the show hasn't changed that much um, since they left. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it was kind of the natural evolution of the show. Obviously, like Dan's allowed to, to talk politics now and they're a little more self-involved than, than they used to be. But I always, I don't know. I always kind of liked when they were self-involved and, and stuff like that. So I, I guess I haven't noticed a big difference. I guess I'm kind of surprised that they've kept, you know, the local hour, big suey, hour one, hour two post-game show format just because they really don't need to if they don't want to yeah no i agree it's pretty cool that they've done it because they know we're used to it and they actually stick to the rules of what were at the time but mm -hmm. yeah no i i think we all agree we like when they're self-indulgent there's just some weird website called reddit that apparently doesn't like it but who cares about them so moving on to crisp uh, do you have another question yeah, just real quick. Um, uh, most importantly about the music, what do you think about the uh, Lauer theme song that they've started using? Is that the the Go Go Lauer Rangers? Uh, no, the uh, the C <laughs> yes, the, yes. The, yes. yes. <laughs> the uh, specifically the the pirate themed like sea shanty oh. thing that they've been using for the 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 Lauer. It's um, I liked the the original pirate song. I think better. Okay. Um, yeah. So this one's growing on me. Oh, that's then, good. 
it's kind of like one of the like the long stat of the day where it's so annoying it's good <laughs> right yeah ben just well, to, so just are you <laughs> I would from I don't want to like I don't want him to listen back to this or not know I I'm the guy that wrote and sang the the <laughs> the pirate uh, sea shanty thing so I, I decided to, yeah the new one okay. yeah I, I sent I it in the Chris Cody <laughs> well thank you very much man little Stugats and everybody right oh buddy buddy it's fantastic I absolutely <laughs> love it <laughs> we love that you hit him that's good keeps keeps us honest. Oh, uh, poor Chris to be, to be that. So, um, what, until somebody raised their hand, I guess I'll do the, the thing that I wasn't supposed to do. Oh, Steve has a question. Let's go there. Yeah. So I figured uh, you mentioned chicken tenders a couple of times. So it kind of fits in, uh, what, uh, five condiments would you choose to shoot out of your fingers? <laughs> oh, um, I think I would just go to my Chick-fil-A order. I think I'd go Chick-fil-A sauce, Buffalo, barbecue, Polynesian. You're my brother. Um, and raisin cane sauce. All right, raisin cane sauce. That's a curveball. Raisin, raisin cane sauce is the truth. Yeah, I think that's a first, right? Has anybody that, else That's the first one. I, yeah. I don't think anybody that's come on, I think, has ever had raisin canes. If you go oh. chicken tenders, you got to go raisin canes. Have to. I have it. And I know that a lot of people on this podcast love this. One of the bigger promoters of raisin canes who knows the owner, Ryan Rossello. So shout out to <laughs> ESPN. So... Uh, anybody else? Uh, Beep has a question non-related to Ryan Rossillo, I'm sure. That that's correct. This is has nothing to do with Ryan or Rossillo. Um, ben, uh, do you have any uh, limited fake accents? Uh, maybe even something wrestling related, or someone show related, or you know, just, just a, a limited fake accent or impression. Limited fake accent. Oh, I don't want to disappoint you, but I can't think of any on the top of my head. Um. No, I don't. I don't think I do. I, I'm still, I'm still feeling it from getting blindsided by Chris. So, uh, I, I, I'm gonna skip that. <laughs> the one. awkwardness. I would, yeah. I, if you turn into Chris Cody Red, I have to announce it to everybody. So that's what we're gonna try to do here. So, uh, Kij, I know you had a question about bits. So you want to go? Yeah. So you mentioned being a big uh, Cavs fan and LeBron fan, and I'm actually a big uh, Miami Heat fan. And one of my favorite things about the show were Dan's rants. Yeah. Like double rainbow, all that stuff. And did you hate them? And also to that, um, like, how did you feel about LeBron leaving? Like, were you, because uh, I wasn't when he left Miami. Yeah. So that's like, I, I loved the rants. Like I, even the first one, the three Kings one, the original, like I thought it was hilarious. Just that the lines in it were so funny. I was familiar enough with the show that I kind of got some of the jokes. Um, but then like the thing, like people talk about the three Kings one, maybe like the Spurs one, they were doing them after every playoff series in 2012 and 2013. And if you go on YouTube, like there's some hilarious Celtics rants and like hilarious um, Bulls rants. The, the first title rant after they beat the Thunder is hilarious. Like those to me, like I will, you know how like like I go through like music binges where like sometimes I'm just like all Kanye or all Drake like sometimes I just like binge the rants like they are so the I uh, the 2012 one I think after they beat the Celtics I think that's my all time I think mine is the Pacers one. Oh, the Pacers ones are good. Yeah, just trashing uh, Roy Hibbert. All that. Yeah. Great. 
so you said that you got the music phases of Kanye and Drake, which Drake to me is one of the most underrated people, but we won't do a whole hip hop podcast here. Uh, with music taste, though, I know you said you only listen to podcasts. Did you listen to the Sueys for best show song or best musical this year? Um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I listened to it. I, I don't know what it is, though. I'm, I'm okay. going to get blindsided again. No, you're not. You're not. I was just curious if you we had any like, favorite worry, show ben. song. Perfect yeah, answer. don't worry about Perfect it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ben. I shouldn't have done that earlier. I apologize. Yeah. No, nobody else would ever be so rude to tell you that was the that was mean ever. of me. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna throw people on the spot here, and again, you tell us whenever you you're ready to go. But we're enjoying. It. We love nerding out about the show, and I didn't want your whole night to be wrestling talk. But we'll throw it to the one person you did remember, and that's not Steve. That's Morgan. Um. Uh, what's your least favorite character on the show? My Let's least talk. favorite character on the show. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's my uh, uh, death metal hockey guy. Controversial. <laughs> he is taking Crisp out one by one. Yeah. Chris. Uh, oh, is that another Chris creation? <laughs> it's not. It's just one of his yeah. favorite bits. And yeah, uh, inside joke. Yeah. Well, uh, hockey surfer dude who's far away from the microphone is one of my favorites. So just like every every second the death metal hockey guy gets is the second where I could be listening to surfer hockey guy who's far away from the mic. How funny was uh was was Mike Ryan's stock guy last week? It was incredible. <laughs> so that, that's good. that's yeah. some of the hardest I've laughed at the show. Like I know I know like I, I kind of take a mental tally of how many times I laugh out loud while I'm at work while listening to the show, and that's got to be an all timer. Yeah, when um, when he was talking about, <laughs> like, he was just, like, kind of losing it, like, just, like, yelling hold and uh, diamond strong hands and all of that, like, that to me, yeah, I mean, that was hilarious. All right, so i got to ask you the final question, and this is where the rough stuff starts. Unless somebody else has something else, they can raise their hand. But I just want to know uh, your favorite person on the show, like, who you would first have a beer with, um, and then who you actually just think is the most talented. I think uh, I, I, I think Mike Mike reminds me the most of like my friends. Like I have friends who remind me of Mike, um, and he's probably the one I've become the most friendly with, or like I said, communicate with. Um, so I'd say say him. Um, and I, I think like to watch actually just having listened to the show for ten years. Like when I first started listening, Hawkman was the the AP. And our EP. So to see Mike grow and uh, basically, you know, a third host of the show has, has been really, really cool. Um, and something that I've really enjoyed about the show. Who's the most talented? I mean, it's gotta be Stu Gatz, right? Yeah, I, I, I cannot disagree with you. It's so good what he does and the way that he tricks everybody into thinking that's actually him. Yeah, it's, um, like I said, I met him for about five minutes and the way he went in and out of being Stu Gatz with me, um, it, it was, it was a, it was a once in a lifetime experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Morgan, you had one more before our grand closing question. Oh yeah. It's not good. Um, but it's a question. Um, Odell Beckham. Yes. No. You know what? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I like Odell. I'm like an Odell. I'm an Odell defender. So um, I, I like Odell. No to talent, uh, even still. So um, I think you saw too, like against the Chiefs, like 
they need like speed. They need guys who can make plays. And um, without Odell, like I just don't know where they're getting that from. All right. But maybe. We appreciate it. Uh, the final question will just be, uh, what's the most important thing that Kansas City <laughs> have to do to beat the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl? That's uh, – well, Kenny G has to play the national anthem. I think that's the, the only answer. <laughs> well done. All right. Well, normally at this point what we do is we have somebody make a hat and do a grand finale. He can't be here tonight. You never listen to our podcast, so you really don't deserve a hat if we're being honest. Uh, no, we'll figure one out for you there. Um, Stay in touch. You followed the wrong person because you insulted him twice tonight. So uh, <laughs> follow the rest of us and maybe we'll get you a hat. But at the count of three, we're going to do a thank you, Ben. Uh, ben, unless there's anything else you need to say or anything else you want to plug? No, um, I just like what you guys do, even though I don't listen to it, is incredible. Like, I think it's all in the spirit of the show. And if I had time to listen to Mystery Crate and Stupidity um, and the Mina Kime show, then maybe I would consider listening to you after if I still had time after that. But um, what you guys do seriously, like it's like to me, like I love the community of the show. I think everything you know about this is in the spirit of the show. And uh, when I tweeted at Steak Sauce last night, uh, you guys really hounded me, and I think I have like five new follow, uh, Twitter accounts to follow. So um, I, I really, really appreciate you guys having me on. This this uh, has been really, really cool. No, we so, appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, count to three. Thank you, Ben. One, two, three. Thank you, Ben. 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 Hey, man, this was awesome, and we know you have a busy schedule, but literally whenever you want to hang out, we're more than happy to have you. Definitely. I appreciate it, guys. And so, Ben, where can people find you on Twitter so people can follow you? What you're doing. Uh, at Ben Axelrod, A-X-E-L-R-O-D. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.